Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, it's Mark Kay from The Mark Kay Show. You hear me every weekday morning from 10 a.m. to noon on 104.5 WOKV, Jacksonville's News and Talk. First of all, thanks for listening to The Mark Kay Show podcast. Second, if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to the Burrish Daily Discussion podcast and Jacksonville's morning news interviews. And don't forget to head to iTunes and Google Play and leave a review. Thanks for listening. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's The Mark Kay Show. The first hour of the Mark K Show starts now. Impeachment has now been normalized. It won't be a once-in-a-generation act, but in every administration act, Democrats will regret it when Republicans are handing out the pens. Oh, burn, Ken. That's a great one. Debbie, you're going to regret it, Democrats, when the Republicans are the ones handing out the pens. And he's right. There's a lot. I mean, that, that's a 100% right. We have we have normalized impeachment in this country. And by we, I mean, well, the Democrats. And they're looking to continue it. They're looking to make it not just a one-time thing, but an every time you disagree with the president type thing. And that is not at all what impeachment was meant for. That's not why we have impeachment. Impeachment is meant for what? High crimes and misdemeanors. Not just uh, I, not just disagreements and, and arguments, not just we feel like just because we won the popular vote, but you won the electoral vote. We're really le- the legitimate leaders of the land. And so we're going to use everything in our power like impeachment to get rid of you. Ken Starr battling back against the Democrats, really sticking it to him. In fact, the entire Trump defense, the defensive team for the Trump organization and, and, and Donald Trump's um, Donald Trump's uh, you know entire uh, you know personnel, they are doing a great Great job on offense. Pam Bondi has been doing amazing things yesterday. She went through this whole thing with Hunter Biden, which, by the way, I'm so excited that we are not neglecting the fact that the Bidens are really the ones who are corrupt and uh, who administered the quid pro quo and who really cashed in on their executive powers, uh, you know, as vice president of the United States. And we went into this at length. Last week, we talked about five of Joe Biden's direct family members, his brothers, his son, his sons-in-law, his daughters. His, I mean, all of these people that he he made billions of dollars for just because of his connections to Barack Obama and the White House and Burisma and Ukraine and China and everywhere else where there happens to be a lot of money. And he not only not only did he influence him, but a lot of times he carried his brothers and his sons and his family members hand in hand on Air Force Two, which is a plane that you pay for and I pay for. And everyone who pays taxes, we all pay for that. And he would carry his relatives with him on Air Force Two just so they could land in some foreign country or some exotic locale, pick up a big, huge check for some job that they're totally not qualified for. And then they would fly home. Again, uh, on your dollar. So this is the kind of stuff that the Trump defense team is bringing to light. And I'm so glad that they're doing it because, number one, it's way more interesting than anything Adam Schiff and Jerry Nadler were talking about. And number two, it's important to the whole it's important to the whole Trump defense. And if you look, 
if you haven't been watching the Trump impeachment trial, we don't blame you because, you know, somebody's got to go out there and work. Somebody's got to go out. You've got kids. You've got to pick them up. You've got car line. There's probably groceries, laundry. You've got to mow the lawn. All these. Luckily, we're here to just sit in front of the television and monitor the Trump trial for you. The, the trial of President Trump in the Senate. We will monitor. We will watch it. We will see the ridiculousness going on. If anything pertinent happens, we'll let you know about that, too. And yesterday was a really exciting day when you watch the defense or the defense, whichever. I'm, I'm, I'm stuck in football mode, so I call it defense, but it's defense when you're talking about a courtroom trial. And the defense of Donald Trump, the uh, the uh, the whole team that they put together, Pat Cipollone and Pam Bondi and everybody else, uh, Alan Dershowitz even, they are they are coming forward with two major points. The first point, which is very valid in which a lot of people have been either just, you know, either they've forgotten about it or they've just kind of dismissed it. And it's something that each and every one of these senators needs to be reminded of is that this entire impeachment inquiry is invalid from the beginning because they never passed the resolution. And that according to the Constitution and according to all the laws, there needs to be. A, a resolution. There needs to be a vote on whether or not to open up impeachment proceedings. And you may remember Nancy Pelosi. She avoided all of that because she was in such a rush to get this thing done. She avoided all of that. She didn't want to put it up to avoid vote. She didn't want to make her congressional caucus have to tell everybody in their district. And that's all it is. That's all they were trying to. She was trying to give everybody in the U.S. House of Representatives political cover. Because let's face it, a lot of people in the U.S. House of Representatives come from districts that elected them as Democrats, but perhaps voted Donald Trump as the president. So they're in that's a sticky situation. If you're a Democrat and you're in a congressional district that, that voted red, that put Donald Trump in office. And then you go in and you vote to impeach. That's something that's very difficult. And Nancy Pelosi wanted to avoid all that. So in avoiding all of it, she just said, hey, you know what? We're just going to we're just going to go ahead and open up this uh, this inquiry. We're not going to have a vote. And and the Trump defense team is doing a great job of reminding everybody that everything that has happened is totally invalid and inadmissible. And if it were a real court of law, as the as the Democrats like to compare, if it were a real court of law, we would have witnesses. There's never been a trial in American history without witnesses. There's never been a trial in American history where we couldn't subpoena more documents. There's never been a trial, 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 trial. Well, if this were really a trial, this trial would be thrown out of court because everything that you've brought forward has been done illegally. You know, you basically basically it's the equivalent of what the Democrats did of going into Donald Trump's house and grabbing a bunch of stuff without going to the judge and asking for a search warrant. And then everything would be inadmissible. And all these uh, all these 100 senators could go back home or at least go back to work and do things that the country actually needs them to do. And that's the first point that the Trump defense team is arguing. They're doing a really, really great job of it. Probably a really great job of it. The second thing they're doing is they're going after Hunter Biden. They want to make sure that Hunter Biden is at the forefront of this because Hunter Biden and Joe Biden are really the ones that have done what everyone's accusing Donald Trump of having done. And if it gets to the reason they're doing this is twofold. Number one, they are going they're enticing these senators because, again, they're talking to the senators. They're not talking to you. They're not talking to me. We have nothing to do with this. They're not talking to the Supreme Court. They're talking to the senators in the chamber. One hundred senators who have to decide, A, will we hear more witnesses? And B, will we be voting to remove Donald Trump from office or will we be voting to keep him exactly where he is? So in bringing Hunter Biden up to the up to the forefront, they're accomplishing two tasks at once. They're letting everybody know, Okay, listen, 
if you vote to allow witnesses, our first witness is going to be Hunter Biden. If you want to hear from John Bolton and you want him to come in and read passages of his book and bring out his his legal pads and uh, you know, read the copious notes that he's been taking. If you want to bring the walrus in here with his big bushy mustache and have him tell all these fantastic tales about his time in the White House with Donald Trump, who he never liked anyway. If you want to have if you want to give John Bolton a national stage from which to promote his book and make himself and his agent and his publisher rich beyond their wildest dreams, that's fine. We're going to bring in Hunter Biden. And we're going to do the opposite. We're going to bring in Hunter Biden and we're going to show exactly what kind of a person he is. We're going to bring in Hunter Biden and we are going to unmask him and his father and his business practices and his fortune. We are going to bring him in and we are going to tear him down just as much as you are trying to to build up John Bolton. And in doing so, you will see that Joe Biden, the man who is no longer, by the way, your front runner for president who has been overtaken by Bernie Sanders, the one man who you want to run against Donald Trump, but we will make sure we'll have not a snowball's chance in H-E double hockey sticks to win if he does. We are going to put him and his son and perhaps his wife, whoever, we'll call them all. We'll call his baby mama. We'll put them all up there because this is the real crime. They're the real criminals, and everybody needs to know that. That's the first thing. The second thing they're doing is they're keeping in the forefront the fact that there was wrongdoing on the part of Joe Biden and that Donald Trump, as the chief executive, as the head of law enforcement for this country, as the number one, as the chief law enforcement officer in the United States of America, not only had a right, but had a responsibility and a civic duty to call the president of the Ukraine and say, hey, we got a problem with our former vice president. Abuse of power, bribery, quid pro quo, uh, all sorts of, you know, I mean, his son basically cashed in on his relationship as vice president we need your help because you're the president of the ukraine you've got the opportunity to go investigate can you do us a favor because donald trump was doing nothing more than trying to bring a criminal to justice as it as he as he vowed in his oath to protect the united states against all enemies foreign and domestic and in this case in the case of the bidens they are both enemies of the united states foreign and domestic And that's what Donald Trump's defense team is trying to do. We got to take a quick break. When we get back, very excited to have Will Todd from Will Todd Barbershop back in here today. It's been it's been a long time, but we're gonna have we're gonna do a little uh, we're gonna do a little barbershop uh, town hall. And if you've never seen one of these, it's well, we'll get into that here in just a minute. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five is our number. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five is our number. You can call in. You can leave us an open mic message. You can jump on Facebook in a minute and ask a question. The uh, barbershop town hall is coming up on the Marque Show on one zero four point five WOKV. This is the Marque Show. My name is Marque. Thanks so much for joining us today, folks. We appreciate it. Eight five five seven six five. 1045 is our phone number if you want to get through, and that's good anywhere in the continental United States. I believe also uh, Alaska and Hawaii, but I don't know that we've ever had anyone call from either of those places. So if you're in Alaska or Hawaii, give us a call on the uh, toll-free number. Let us know if it works. Also, you can hit star star 1045 or leave us an open mic message in our 104.5 WOKV mobile app. All right, so we're going to do something today here that we haven't done in a long time. It's called Barbershop Town Hall. And we uh, we stole this idea from Beto O'Rourke. Does anyone remember Beto O'Rourke? 
Yes. Okay, good. So, thank you, Anna. Uh, Beto O'Rourke, he was running for president. He was a, he ran, first of all, against Ted Cruz in Texas. He was a congressman from Texas. He raised $60 million. He was supposed to beat Ted Cruz. He came close, but no cigar. And everyone then ridiculed him and said, you won six, you had $60 million. You couldn't beat Ted Cruz. So then he did the next best thing. He decided, well, if I can't win my Senate race, clearly I can become president of the United States. And he started running for president. And one of the things he did early on was he went on Facebook Live from a barber shop and started asking questions or answering questions rather. And people would write in and they would they would answer questions or he they would ask him questions and some people asked him in Spanish because Beto O'Rourke loves to pretend that he's he's Latino, so he would answer in Spanish. And we sat there and we watched him get his haircut and we watched him get these questions and we thought, you know, that's not a bad idea. Uh, so we called. We actually went on Facebook and I was like, hey, anybody uh, know a barber that can come into the radio station and cut my hair while I answer questions on Facebook? And somebody commented and said, yes, talk to Will Todd. Uh, and Will Todd came in several times, opened up. It, it, he's now opened up his own shop, so he's not, you know, free to come in as much as, as uh, he used to. But he, he's back today for one of our favorite segments that we're bringing back. Will, thank you so much for being hey. here. By the way. We appreciate it. <laughs> How, first of all, tell everyone uh, where your shop is. In Oakleaf. In Oakleaf. And it's called what? Will Todd Barbershop. That's a great name for it. <laughs> That's a great, I do the same thing. Mark K. Show, Will Todd Barbershop. It's great. Uh, so, and you have a bunch of barbers there, right? You go and you do all kinds of stuff? Absolutely. Do you do like, do you do shaves and things? Shaves. You can like uh, put Designs. letters in my head. Absolutely. Oh, that's great. Do you do uh, women's hair? Yes. You do? Yes. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. This is great. All right. Um, so Will Todd Barber, and it's, we posted on our Facebook page, we put a link to the Instagram photo uh, page, and you can click it and you can see all the great stuff that he does. But Will, you you brought all your stuff. You're ready to, to, cut, to cut me, right? Absolutely. Okay. Here's what we're going to do. In just a minute, we're going to do the whole thing. We're going to set up the, you'll be able to hear the buzzers. You'll be able to watch along if you're watching on Facebook. And all you have to do is get on Facebook and ask a question. We have the other Josh and Hannah's here today. Because it's Tuesday. It's one of her all days that we she's allotted to work with us. And you guys, what, just uh, get some questions together, right? Yep. From the audience. Right. And yeah. we'll, we'll go back and forth. We'll go We'll go moderator style. All right. All right. So I'll like, be Megan Kelly. You'll be, you'll be Megan. Can you just be Hannah? I guess. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. I'll be Hannah. <laughs> that'd be great. <laughs> okay. All right, fine. Hannah, you're Megan Kelly. Josh, you be Hannah. Uh, Dan in Fleming Island. Hey, Dan, thanks so much for calling the Marquee Show. How are you? Hey, Mark. Hey, thanks for saying hi to me this morning on Facebook. That's you're, pretty cool. Dan, you're so, look, I said hi to you on Facebook and on the phone. I know. It's, it, it doesn't get any better than that. <laughs> hey, I don't know if you've seen the um, CNN of uh, Don Lemon and a couple of people he had on there. I think it was last night or the night before, but it's all over the place now, where they're basically mocking all Trump voters as a bunch of hillbillies and yeah and Don Lemon he just thinks it's hysterical he's on the he just can't even talk he's crying so much hysterically laughing and you know if I'm Trump he's got this rally tonight up in New Jersey I think I would be showing that on all the big screens and saying this is what these people think of you make it a deplorable moment like Hillary did yeah and I think it's the best thing to get voters out, saying this is what they think of you, and if that's what you want, then go for it. I, uh, Dan, a great point. I do have clips of that, and we're gonna. We are so loaded down today. Uh -huh. We are gonna. We're gonna get to that hopefully today. But yes, Don Lemon. Uh, basically, what he did is uh, <laughs> rantingly, which is one of our new favorite websites. They call him the uh, the dumbest man on television. 
And basically what's happened is he's gone on TV and just now openly mocked not just Donald Trump, but Donald Trump supporters. And it came to the point where he literally lost it. He could not. He could not at all uh, hold it together. 80 seconds is what the report. The Daily Caller writes 80 seconds. That's how long it took for Don Lemon to show exactly what he thinks of President Trump and his supporters. Uh, Rick Wilson and Wajahat Ali, who's a CNN contributor, they were there. They rolled out every possible stereotype about Republican voters in a segment Saturday. Uh, yesterday it really started to go, but they started talking about Donald Trump and how he couldn't find Ukraine on a map if it had the letter U and a picture of an actual crane next to it. They turned it from basically a news segment into um, a Trump and Republican bashing segment, which, look, we expect nothing less from CNN. So we'll try to get to that here uh, before we leave because it is something that's, uh, that's important. Donald Trump is in Wildwood, New Jersey today. That is a fact for the rally. And uh, and again, I mean, look, this is a busy week. You've got the rally in Wildwood tonight. You've got this trial that could wrap up by Friday or could be uh, extended longer if they vote for witnesses, which Jamie Dupree believes is going to happen either Thursday or Friday. Then we've got my wife's birthday on Saturday, Groundhog Day, the other Josh's birthday and the Super Bowl on Sunday, followed by the Iowa caucus, which we haven't even we haven't even jumped into that at all, which is Monday. And then on Tuesday, the State of the Union address. Also, uh, the New Hampshire primaries the following week and Donald Trump's going to do a rally there as well. It's good. Look, it's going to be for the next two weeks. You just you should just lock it right here on 104.5 WOKV and not go anywhere else. You're going to miss something important. Quick break. Barbershop Q&A is coming up here in just a minute. So stay tuned to 104.5 WOKV Jacksonville's News and Talk. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. This is the Mark K Show. That was, that was pretty. Uh, Star 104.5 or 855-765-1045 if you want to get through. We're about to, uh, we're about to kick off some, <laughs> we've got some great wax Mark's head. It would be faster than a haircut. Thank you, Melissa Waters. We appreciate Can that. Can we do it like a bowling ball? You, know, you just hold it in your armpit and go, rah, 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 rah. rough it around. Yeah. You know, it's, it's amazing how, like, when I tell people on the stream that I'm getting a haircut, they all, they, every, the what hair remark, like, what hair? Short, shortest haircut in history. You're getting a haircut. What are we going to do with the other 42 minutes left in the hour? I mean, it's, it's really kind of amazing. But I have, I have to explain to people all the time that when you have very little hair and you let it grow, it looks really dumb. You actually have to maintain uh, you have to get haircuts more often. And Will Todd can attest to that, right? Yes. Yeah. If you're bald or if you're balding and you try to keep your hair like close to the uh, close to the scalp, it's I mean, it's like a weekly, uh, you know, two weeks at the max or else you just look you look you look puffy and stupid. Uh, all right. So and I don't want to look puffy and or stupid. So here's the deal. We're going to I'm going to Will Todd's here and we're going to you ready to fire this thing up. All right. Oh, I got to lower the chair. All right, I'm going to take my headphones off and I'll lower the chair. And then the questions are going to come through. So uh, Josh and Hannah will be monitoring and asking the questions. Yo. And you got, oh, look at that. There goes, oh, yeah, this is great. He's wearing the big apron. I got the apron. Looking uh, good. Is it an apron? What do you call it? It's an apron. It's uh, a cake. It's a cake. Oh, that's way better. That's You're a superhero making, now, Mark. I'm not making cakes and cookies. You're a superhero. Let me put on my apron. And the blinds passing doors. Smock. What? A smock. Smock, yeah. No there smocks for painting. 
What? No. Aprons for cooking, smock is for painting, cape is for superheroes. All right. Well, my hair's all right. That's, that's all I dressed in, all right? That's why I have a cape. Although, if I were a superhero, my cape would be on backwards. <laughs> all right. Uh, so we're going to. Oh, I hear the clippers. All right. So here's what's. Mm. Beto O'Rourke style. Uh, I will be receiving a haircut while answering questions from Facebook. So uh, the other Josh, Hannah, yep. who's up first? I'm ready. I'll take this one off the top. Okay. We have a question from Laura on Facebook. She wants to know how can we get the people to get term limits on the ballot? That's a great question. That's a great question. Uh, term limits on the ballot is, well, it's not really a ballot initiative per se, as it is more of a constitutional amendment, much like with the presidential term limits. But th there are, I mean, people don't believe it, but there are politicians who are in favor of term limits. Most of them happen to be Republicans. One of them, unfortunately, is now the governor of Florida. When he was in Congress, uh, he was working with Ted Cruz on a term limit bill that he was hoping to pass that President Trump would have, I'm sure, signed right away. Uh, however, he then left to become our governor. So, um, you know, that's basically it's basically the end of it. However, if you continue to talk to your congresspeople, if you continue to talk to your senators and if you vote for people that want term limits, then I mean, that, that's the only way to do it. It's a republic. Our, we vote for the lawmakers. They make the laws. So there you go. I hope that helps. Uh, Hannah, what's the next question? I didn't know we were supposed to have the name of people when we did this, but... Make them uh, up. I mean, we like to shout out our, our listeners and our viewers. We well, like to give credit where credit is due. I didn't know. I just pick a name out of... Just say John. Odds are it's a John. Uh, Susie. Oh, even better. So, so what will happen at the Friday NBA thing this weekend? What will happen at the Friday NBA thing? This weekend. Oh, I don't know. What's the Friday NBA thing? I don't know. for Kobe Bryant? I'm assuming. Oh, I don't know. I'm not a... Are they doing some kind of memorial? Yeah. I'm, I was more focused on the Super Bowl. But I assume <laughs> if it's an NBA thing, they'll probably have a memorial to, to Kobe Bryant. All, All right. right, Josh. All right, how about another question? Sure, of course. This one comes to us Do we know from, who it's from? Uh, Sure. This is from Judy oh, good. on Judy. Facebook. Hi, yeah, hi. Judy's question is very short, short and simple. Oh, God, I love both of those. And Pelosi's son? <laughs> That's how I imagine Judy. Yeah. Because there were a lot of exclamations and it was all caps. I mean, it's not just, I wish I had my book here, but there's this, what's the book that I got? Uh, the Corruption, Profiles in Corruption or whatever. I'll post it in the Facebook page, but it's the same guy that wrote Clinton Cash. It's his new book. And there's a video on our Facebook page about Joe Biden's corruption. It's not just Joe Biden. It's everybody. I mean, there's a whole chapter on Kamala Harris and uh, Willie Brown and how she took bribes and, you know, did stuff in California to get herself elected and how she worked, uh, all the prosecutorial misconduct she had when she was the, you know, when she was the, um, uh, what do you call it, the attorney general. And then you have a whole chapter on Biden. And then you have a whole chapter on Elizabeth Warren. And wouldn't you know it, even good old Bernie Sanders, who everyone thinks is so funny and so lovable, and Bernie Sanders who just wants to help everybody and send him to school, that guy's corrupt too because you can't be a Democrat in politics and not undergo some kind of – I mean, you, you don't rise to the top of the Democratic Party without uh, cashing in some favors. So there are stories of everybody. And, yes, Pelosi – she is the queen of using her power to uh, and privilege to help her family members and her friends. And also, the fun fact about uh, Nancy Pelosi is not only does she use her power of influence to, to help her family, but she uses it to hurt anyone who goes against her and anyone who, uh, anyone who uh, questions um, you know, her decisions. Good question, though. What else? All right. This is from John, and it says... Remember when Clinton shut down one of the busiest airports in the world while he was getting a haircut on his plane? That's what we should have done. We should have done this at JIA. That's genius. That would have been great. 
The runway, Marquee on the runway. Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Next time we'll pull a Bill Clinton, and we'll. Uh, I think what he, what was it? He had he was Air Force One couldn't take off because he had to stop and get his haircut. It took like an hour, and at the um, at the time all the flights were grounded because when Air Force One is about to. Uh, to take off, nobody can fly in or out. Yeah, I do remember it was that. LAX, it looks like. Was it LAX? Yeah, according to Snopes. Yeah, that makes sense. No, all right, so next haircut, next time we do this, we're going to be live at JIA uh, until, well, until, you know, until they arrest us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, well, next, uh, great question, though. Thank you. I, I totally forgot about that. This one comes to us from Jim and Jim Mock on Facebook. Get well soon, Jim. It says, why does caucus sound like a bad word? <laughs> I mean, I think that's fairly self-explanatory. I think that's fairly self-explanatory. Uh, you know what? The funny thing about the caucus is every year. The word. Well, every four years. <laughs> yes, the word itself and the mental images. But the, every four years, we need to explain to everybody how a caucus is different from a primary. Um, and we'll do that. Probably not today. But as we get closer, maybe like Thursday or Friday, we'll sit down and we'll have a lesson, uh, you know, on the appropriate way to caucus. Mm. Oh, because right. you don't want to caucus inappropriately. <laughs> so Next uh, question? Well, the, yeah, oh, yeah, next question. All Four right, puns. this comes from James Fletcher. How does Mark Kay get away with cheating every Saturday at I-9 flag football? I pulled out Who's that from? <laughs> That's from James Fletcher. I mean, it's not, look, it's not cheating. I'm not even on the field. Uh, yes, my son has taken over coaching duties for flag football. When I was the actual coach, mm-hmm. I would lose. So I told my 13-year-old it's time for him to start calling the plays. And ever since I just stood on the sidelines, uh, we've been having a, a winning season. So there well, you go. I, the way I cheat is by not involving myself. The less involved I am, the more successful the team is. So there you go. Good job, good job. Josh? Uh, Hannah? All right. No, I'm just joking. I got it. <laughs> uh, this one comes to us from Donna Marie on Twitch. Oh, hi, Donna Marie. Hello, Donna Marie. It says, what happens if Trump does get removed from the office? What or who does us who does that leave us for? Who does that leave for us? This Good is going to be Josh. Please learn to read before you read on the air. <laughs> <laughs> who does that leave for us at this time to vote for on the Republican side? Okay. So if if 67 senators, 67 senators. Decide that Donald Trump is unfit for office after this trial. If that happens and they vote to remove him, then Mike Pence will become our president through the end of the term. I assume Mike Pence would then seek the nomination in November, although you never I mean, it opens it up. It's a whole new ballgame. You got people like Ted Cruz who might be open up to something else. You have some other senators that might come out of the woodwork. Uh, Mitt Romney, I'm sure, would be itching, <laughs> itching to throw his Mormon hat into the ring. Um, so but but again, 67 senators would be required for this to happen. And there's no I mean, they're still trying to get three or four senators to jump ship just to call witnesses. There's no way there's no way that they're going to get 67 to vote to remove. So don't worry about it. All right. Uh, final. We got time for one more question, I think. All right. I'm going to try and uh, paraphrase this because it's long. This is from Corey Tripp. The question says, why is there a cry from the left over witnesses? They have had 18 to testify in a secret bunker meeting where they were able to coach the witnesses in what would need to be said. There's like a more another paragraph, but I think that's enough. No. Yeah. Look, I mean, the whole thing and this whole thing with John Bolton is telling. And I think they assume that by having John Bolton come forward with this book and by leaking the information that John Bolton supposedly has about Donald Trump, I feel like they think all these Republicans are going to be like, well, we definitely need to to hear from John Bolton. But I think the opposite is happening because the the Trump defense team, they mentioned it yesterday. They said, look, if if 
John Bolton was so important to your testimony, if he was such a key part of this case, why didn't you subpoena him in the House of Representatives? And the only answer is they didn't want to go through the courts. They knew Donald Trump would sue for executive privilege. They knew it would be a lengthy court battle. They knew it could take months. And they had one goal, and that was to impeach Donald Trump before the election. So what they did was they basically circumvented their own case and hoped that they'd be able to call witnesses here in the Senate trial. But that is not mandatory. And I think that, sure, Mitt Romney might jump ship, a couple of others, but I don't think it's going to happen. I think this whole trial will be wrapped up by the weekend. Uh, 855-765-1045. Great questions, everybody. We've got to take one more quick break. We're finishing up here. There's a there's a very sharp razor blade on my neck, so I'm going to stay very still for a couple minutes. Uh, in the meantime, you can call in. You can leave us an open mic message. This is the Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKV. Impeachment has now been normalized. It won't be a once-in-a-generation act, but in every administration act, Democrats will regret it when Republicans are handing out the pens. That's one of my favorite lines so far from the impeachment. That was Ken Starr. Uh, you may remember came to a, he came to power and uh, prominence during the Clinton impeachment trial, and now he's back representing Donald Trump. Uh, so he's been Ken Starr. Look, there's only been three impeachment trials in the history of our country, and Ken Starr has been involved in two of them: once uh, as a prosecutor and once as a defense attorney. So. I'll tell you, when it comes to impeachment, there's nobody better suited than Ken Starr. There's nobody with more knowledge of the procedure. And the next impeachment, which will probably be, let's face it, sometime, uh, you know, same time next year, the next impeachment, uh, you can rest assured he's going to be a big part of that one as well. 855-765-1045. We had somebody call in and say that the Clippers, Will Todd's Clippers, are very soothing. on It's like ASMR. Uh, and we appreciate Will Todd from Will Todd Barbershop in Oakleaf coming out, clipping my hair. He's going to clip Josh's hair quickly. Then we're going to try to get him to buzz Hannah's head. Um, and we'll, that we'll is see. not happening. Somebody had a great idea. Some, was it on Facebook somebody wrote? Yeah, it was on Facebook. Tell everyone the idea, Hannah. <laughs> well, they said, I think you should cut or shave off all of Hannah's hair and send it in a box to Joe Biden. He would smell it for years. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's right. I mean, what do you get for for Joe Biden? The man's rich. He's old. He's probably got everything. What do you get? Get him a big box of lady hair oh. that he can sniff at 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 will. That's a great idea. That's his birthday's November twentieth. If you're looking for a gift, uh, or maybe for Valentine's Day, can we cut? Can we cut like like just a little bit of your hair and yeah, send we it can to trim him? it. Trim it. Yeah. Maybe send him like the trimmings. Yeah, not my bangs though. I only cut my bangs. Okay. I'm sure uh, excuse I, me. You wouldn't let Will Todd cut your bangs. A man's a Will professional. Todd. Can you cut my bangs? Look what he did for my bangs. <laughs> uh, Greg, great. Greg in Jacksonville, thanks for calling the Mark K Show. How you doing, Greg? Hey, I'm good, brother. How about you? Oh, doing great, man. What do you want to say, sir? Hey, I watched caught a little bit of Pam Bondi yesterday uh, afternoon on Fox, and she just like, she shut the corn, man. She laid it open <laughs> and uh, really put down the on the Bidens about, uh, you know, all the corruption stuff that they've been into. Oh. But one thing I noticed, I read later last night that... Uh, <laughs> she that, shocked uh, the corn. That's great. I love NBC, that. Yeah. That's a little Jerry Clark for you. Uh, NBC, CBS, ABC, all the usual culprits, CNN and everything, all broke out of it and cut to something else when she was hammering it down on them. I, and, no, uh, I, I read that. 
I read that. Yeah, I, read, I read that too. Yeah, I didn't know. I was here's the thing. I I'll be honest with you. I go home and I sit in front of the TV. Now I have Fox News on in the background because again they're the only ones I pseudo trust to give me the fair and balanced coverage of this thing. But I heard that that all the other networks when Pam Bondi started going after Hunter Biden, they just dipped out of the whole impeachment trend. That's true. That really happened. Oh, I don't know. I read it as well. Oh, but, uh, I just wanted to know what your thoughts on that were, and also uh, I haven't heard any Democratic reaction on that. I mean, just you know. Well, what do you think about that, if they, if they have? I'll tell you what, that's a great question, Greg. Uh, Pam Bondi, by the way, Pam Bondi is is the opposite of Val Demings. Val Demings makes Florida look like the worst place in the world and makes us all look like morons. But then Pam Bondi comes in and she does the actual opposite. And she's I mean, she's I mean, she's such a superstar in the Republican Party, but also a really talented litigator. And someone when you see her uh, laying out the facts is somebody that is is concise, clear cut knows what she's talking about and comes up with with a great argument and her argument yesterday would they put Pam Bonnie in charge of because this legal defense team I mean they've got what 20 hours to kill they've got that and they're not using all their time they're not going to make these senators th- sit through 20 hours of repetitive testimony they're going to go in they're going to make their case and they're going to get out. But Pam Bondi, she goes in there and her job was to lay out the uh, the case against the Bidens, specifically Hunter Biden. And what she did was she came armed with the facts and she hammered home exactly what Hunter Biden did for Burisma, exactly how much money Hunter Biden made for Burisma, exactly how little experience Hunter Biden had to be on the board of a company like Burisma. She came out. I mean, she came out guns a blazing. And by the end of it, every. Every single one of those senators, Democrat, Republican, even the managers on the side of the uh, the House of Representatives, Val Demings and Adam Schiff and Jerry Nadler and Hakeem Jeffries and everyone else, they all must have been scratching their heads going, man, how are we going to recover from this? Because if nothing else, it proves that Hunter Biden is guilty of something, something. And if Hunter Biden's guilty of something, something, Joe Biden's guilty of something, something. And if Joe Biden's guilty of something, something, that's bad news for the Democrats, because that means that their candidate is going to be Bernie Sanders. And Bernie Sanders is a left wing socialist communist. And I don't care how much you hate Donald Trump. If you are a moderate liberal, a moderate uh, Democrat, if you are a middle of the If you voted for Obama, you may not necessarily want to vote for Bernie Sanders. And they know that if Bernie Sanders is their candidate, they're going to lose a lot of votes. And Donald Trump is going to just sashay right back in to a second term. Uh, We've got clips of Pam Bondi. Quick break. We'll outline her entire case. I'll play for we have actual audio of her shucking the corn live yesterday in the Senate. So we'll get to that here in just a minute. It's the Mark Show on 104.5 WOKV. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. This is the Mark K Show. I'll tell you what, man. Not only is Will Todd here from Will Todd Barbershop giving out yeah, free yeah, haircuts. Yeah. Uh, you know, I got my skull quaffed. Now Josh is getting a nice trim, which is great because he really needed it. Uh, but we also got Sunny's Barbecue rolled in with some wings. So we're very excited. Uh, it's like the best day ever. Uh, everyone's on the stream going, man, you got wings and haircuts. It's like a man cave in there, which is which was fantastic. We really we need some sports on in the corner or something. But uh, anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, politics is our sport here. And it's something that we love and we enjoy. And, uh, and, and I'll be honest with you, it is. It is much more uh, entertaining to watch people go at it in the political arena than on the football.
football field or the hockey rink or even the octagon. Because when you have combatants like like Ken Starr and Pam Bondi and Alan Dershowitz taking on taking on Jerry Nadler and and Adam Schiff and Val Demings, I mean, it's almost not a fair fight. It's like the Jaguars versus anybody. Where the Democrats are the Jaguars. Uh, it's really, it's really kind of, uh, but it is fun to watch. And something that happened yesterday in the trial of Donald Trump in the Senate was Pam Bondi going after, uh, going after Hunter Biden. Now, before we get into this, we should preface this. We watched this trial so you don't have to. And one of the most important things you need to take away from yesterday in the Donald Trump trial is that Hunter Biden is one of the worst people probably in the entire world. If you take every stereotype that you can think of for a rich, white privileged, spoiled son of a powerful politician, take every stereotype you can think of and smoosh it together. You get Hunter Biden. That's what you are left with. If Netflix were going to do like an original series about the spoiled, rotten, uh, you know, corrupt son of a of a politician, they would take Hunter Biden's life, turn that into their series and call it like American douchebag or something. That would be what Netflix would put on TV. That's how Hunter Biden is coming across, not just in defense uh, of Donald Trump, but also in life. And I'll tell you about what Donald Trump Jr. posted on Instagram in just a minute. But Pam Bondi yesterday said, look, we really need to understand uh, the, the Biden's involvement in the Ukraine and how Donald Trump was legitimately investigating the potential abuse of power by the former vice president of the United States. And she said there there was flat out a conflict of interest between Hunter Biden and his involvement in Burisma in the Ukraine. And let me play uh, for you what she said here as soon as I turn on the button. Every witness who was asked about Hunter Biden's involvement with Burisma agreed there was a potential appearance of a conflict of interest. And she's talking about every witness that was asked about that in the impeachment hearings in the House of Representatives. But that's not all. Multiple House Democrat witnesses, including those from the Department of State, the National Security Council, and others unanimously testified There was a potential appearance of a conflict of interest. Yeah. And all of that arises from the fact that Hunter Biden made millions of dollars from Burisma in the Ukraine, which was a direct result of his father going to the Ukraine, getting him the job. And when his boss was being investigated for potential corruption by a politician, by a by a lawyer, by a prosecutor, his father then again stepped in and had that prosecutor fired by withholding. See if this sounds familiar or threatening to withhold a billion dollars worth of aid. And not only did he do that, he went on TV to brag about it. But I digress. Let's talk about the money that Hunter Biden made uh, in the Ukraine. According to reports between April 2014 and October 2015, Burisma paid more than three point one million dollars to Devin Archer and Hunter Biden. Yeah, $3.1 million to those two dudes. That's over the course of a year and a half. Okay, so you look at it, 17 months, they're paid over $3 million. That is a ridiculously good salary for somebody who's just sitting on a board. That's a ridiculously good salary for somebody who has zero experience. That's a ridiculously good salary for somebody who doesn't even understand the language of the country that they supposedly work in. And we know all of this because of the bank records that the Trump defense team was able to get their hands on. These bank records show 17 months that Burisma wired two payments 
of $83,333, not just for one month, for two months, for three months, but for 17 months. All right, so 17 months times $83,000. That is, hold on, 17 times 83,000, carry the one. That's a that's $1.4 million to each of these clowns for sitting on the board. Imagine $83,000 a month for a year and a half. And, and what did Hunter Biden do to earn this money? Now, Hunter Biden was paid significantly more than board members for major U.S. Fortune 100 companies such as Goldman Sachs, Comcast, Citigroup. All right, so he was paid more than a board members of Comcast, of Goldman Sachs, of Citigroup for being on the board of Burisma in the Ukraine. And that is <laughs> clearly the guy had to have been way more qualified than any of those people. Of the two payments of $83,333 each, one was for Hunter Biden and one Devin Archer. Right. But again, why was he paid so much money? The typical board member of these Fortune 100 companies, we know they're titans of their industry. They're highly qualified. And as such, they're well compensated. Even so, Hunter Biden was paid significantly more. Yes. And the fun fact is that the only qualification he seemed to have was that his last name was Biden. The Washington Post said, quote, what specific duties Hunter Biden carried out for Burisma are not fully known, end quote. The New Yorker reported, quote, once or twice a year, he attended Burisma board meetings and energy forums that took place in Europe, end quote. When speaking with ABC News about his qualifications to be on Burisma's board, Hunter Biden didn't point to any of the usual qualifications of a board member. Hunter Biden had no experience in natural gas, no experience in the energy sector, no experience with Ukrainian regulatory affairs. As far as we know, he doesn't speak Ukrainian. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm just about as qualified as Hunter Biden for that job, except I do have experience with natural gas. You can just ask my kids. But here's the difference. Hunter Biden goes to the Ukraine, doesn't speak the language, doesn't know anything about natural gas, doesn't know anything about energy efficiency, gets a seat on the board and for 17 months is paid $83,000 a month. That is $1.4 million. Now, don't you think... Don't you think that as a father, if you knew that your son's company was under investigation, don't you think that you would go in there, fly in on Air Force Two, threaten one billion dollars in aid unless the president of the company who uh, the president of the country who you knew was corrupt went in there and fired the prosecutor. And when they said to you, you don't have the authority, wouldn't you say hey, you call my boss, call my, call Barack. He'll tell you I'm leaving here in six hours. If he's not fired. If he's not fired, I'm taking the money with me. And and what did he say? That some bitch was fired. Why? Because Joe Biden did not want his son to have to go out and get a job. It was much easier for him to sit on the quote unquote board of a company that did something he didn't understand, that he had no knowledge of, that he had no experience with, that spoke a language that he couldn't comprehend and receive $83,000 a month for a year and a half. That's why this is important, because anyone can connect the dots and see that if it looks like a duck and it quacks like a duck, it's a duck. And what Donald Trump was doing was not against the law. It was not coercion. It was not bribery. It was not quid pro quo. Donald Trump was just going duck hunting.
855-765-1045. And Pam Bondi is a rock star. She's going to make sure that every single one of those 100 senators keeps their eye on the ball. And the ball is Hunter Biden and Joe Biden doing the exact same thing that the House of Representatives has impeached Donald Trump for doing. 855-765-1045. I tell you, it, this is a better courtroom drama than anything that's, uh, that's been on television. 855-765-1045. Quick break. More of the Marcation. More of your phone calls coming up on 104.5 WOKV. This is the Marcation. My name is Marquet. 855-765-1045 is our number. 855-765-1045. You can also reach us. Guess how? Guess how? Guess how? Leave us an open mic message. Mail. Yeah. An envelope. Yeah. Uh, go, to Express. Go, go to 104.5 WOKV and you can uh, you can drop us an open mic message and we'll play it on the air. If you want to uh, comment but you don't want us to be able to, you know, interrupt, that's the best way to do it. Uh, hey, Mark. Just, hey, Mark. Mark. Th- see? Th- th- no, that you can't uh, do it. I should have left an open mic. You definitely should have. Uh, by the way, you have mail, apparently. I do? Yeah, you have more okay. mail. I'll be right back. You've, you're, you're getting more mail to this show than I am. Which what is can I least, say? I guess because it's your birthday on Saturday, right? It sure is. Sunday. I'm sorry, Sunday. It's okay. Perfect. Uh, Hannah. I'll be I'll be almost my birthday on Saturday. Remind me on Thursday to bring in something for Josh's birthday on Friday. Hey, Siri. No, my birthday's on Sunday. <laughs> no, I know, but I'm not going to see you on Sunday. Yeah, we're going to do a special Josh's I... birthday broadcast. Have fun with that. Should I also remind you to bring in my limoncello? 855-765-1045. James in Jacksonville. How you doing, James? Thanks for calling the Mark A. Show. Hey, Mark. You know, um, yesterday, um, I, I was going to think I got it. Pam Bondi was great, but the guy after her, this uh, Eric Hirschman, I think his name yeah. is, he was outstanding. Yeah. To me, he was the best one out of Everybody so far. I mean, Ken Starr was great too, but Eric Hirschman when he broke down Obama's uh, uh, hot mic with the uh, said he had more flexibility after, after election, the election, yeah, and then, and then put that in terms of Democrats' uh, standards for impeachment. The case was stronger for Obama getting impeached than it is Trump. It's true. I mean, it, that was amazing how he did that. I mean, and and using the Democrats' own standards. It's true. James, and you're absolutely right. And in fact, one of the recurring themes in the case that the Republicans are making is if you looked at what the Democrats in the House of Representatives um, called impeachable acts, then pretty much every president since George Washington would have been impeached by their standards. Their standards are so low. They basically scraped the bottom of the barrel to come up with whatever BS charges they can come up with to impeach Donald Trump that if they use this criteria for Kennedy, for Eisenhower, for Truman, for Reagan, for both Bushes, for for Clinton, of course, I mean, well, Clinton was impeached, so we we don't need to use these. Two. He had his own low standards, but Obama definitely everyone would have been facing the same uh, the same uh, the same issues. That's a hundred percent right. Hey, thanks so much for calling. We appreciate it, John in Nashville, Tennessee. What's up, John? Hey, Mark. A uh, couple of things. Yeah. Best way to describe Hunter Biden is in the John Fogarty song "Fortunate Son," and if you got it anywhere, you got to play a bit of it for the people. Yeah, no, I would definitely play that. Although I get I get slapped with a uh, I get slapped with a copyright uh, infringement. So we just have Josh's version. <laughs> you know what? Never mind. I'm not gonna hear. I'm not gonna. There you go. It is "Fortunate Son." That is exactly. Uh, I'm pretty sure everyone's familiar with this song, but it's. Okay, good. Hey, Scott in Jacksonville. Scott, how you doing? Hey, how's it going? You know, I, I tell you, I'm just so frustrated with him here that he's investigating a opponent and everything. No, he's investigating a vice president that it looks like, like you said, 
that looks like a duck and quacks like a duck is probably a duck. Yeah. Well, he's investigating a vice president that looks super criminal right now. And my question is this, and this is what frustrates me more that we haven't investigated this, but how much of that $1 billion that we gave them and they piled the cash that we sent Iran, how much of that is becoming a, a rabbit hole? Did any of that $1 billion go to Burisma? Did that $1 billion pay the $1.4 million they gave his son? And I want to know, did Hunter cut a check back to the United States government or his daddy or basically the DNC of a million dollars to get that money? Is our taxpayer money getting wormholed and back to them in order to pay for these outlandish TV times and everything to run for these presidencies. Everyone's having a fit with this stuff, and it's already been investigated. I want to know where my tax, my one billion dollars went. Yeah, no, it's went a, to Burisma, that's and a how great, much of it's coming back. That's a great question. The one billion dollars went to the Ukraine for a military aid to fight the Russians, but the Ukraine, as we know, was corrupt. And how do we know that the Ukraine was corrupt? Because Joe Biden told us. Joe Biden told us he went to the president of the Ukraine and said, "Fire the prosecutor." Fire the prosecutor or you don't get their money. If they weren't corrupt, they would not have done it. But they did it because they wanted they needed the cash and they had to play ball with the uh, with the Biden cartel, with the Obama mob, which is how basically that's what I mean. That's what it is. You want to talk about strong arming people and bribing people and and, and twisting their arms and, and controlling them. That's exactly what Biden and Obama did in the Ukraine. And we know that everyone was corrupt because Joe Biden went and bragged about it. So your million dollars went right to, right to the Ukraine. How much of it went to military aid? I don't know. Did some of it go back to Burisma? Probably. Did some of it end back up in Biden's pocket? Yeah, $1.4 million over 17 months. Hey, thanks for calling. Chuck in Northeast Pennsylvania. How you doing, Chuck? Thanks for calling the Marque Show. Hey, good morning. I uh, just came on to your show probably a, a little while ago. I don't know if it was the hair or the good humor. but um, <laughs> It definitely wasn't the hair. <laughs> yeah. So there, there are a lot of things I like, and I'll say that I'm – younger and it's hard to find people my age who are not uh i don't know just indifferent yeah. to politics sure. altogether now i think it's easier with the impeachment process for it to resonate with me because what trump has stood for goes a whole lot with what my family values were coming up i am lucky that i was raised in a nice home yeah and that despite being one of the harder of the four pregnancies that my mom had she still had one more and yeah. then it stopped <laughs> so, so uh, i guess what i want to say is like what do you think is a dilemma that that can really be spoken to in people my age where it's too hard to examine things like corruption yeah. outside of your local police department. Chuck, I hold on. we got to take a quick break. I think I know what you're saying, and I think I can get you an answer, but we have to take a break for news, traffic, weather, more. The Mark K Show is coming up on 104.5 WOKV. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. This is the Mark K Show. You know, not that I'm jealous or anything, but uh, the other Josh just went to the show mailbox, and he got a big package. I sure did, yeah. Uh, Facebook said, Josh, go check your mailbox. Right, and he went, and the Josh had a big package. I got hey. a piece of junk mail. Yep. 
Uh, which I'm kind of. It was actually I found that in the trash, but I just put it there, so I, I didn't <laughs> so come in empty-handed. You didn't huh? want me to think, think that I didn't get any mail. Yeah. You didn't I, want you to feel left out. I appreciate that. Now, did you get this from who sent this to you? I got this from a Facebook streamer. Fantastic. From, from Leslie. From Leslie. Leslie. Yeah, and we love now, Leslie. I'm assuming Leslie sent it to you because it was because my birthday is this weekend. All right. And now it look, is Sunday. It, it includes oh, batteries sure. apparently. Unless we're thinking she uh, reused the box, which is popular see. nowadays. Let me see. It says for a global response access code because there's lithium batteries inside. Leslie, do we need a hazmat to box or a hazmat suit to open this? Oh, you could be right. It could just be that she reused the box. All right, that's so a popular trend. I don't know what Leslie ordered with lithium batteries, but she uh, she reused the box. So, all right, do you want to go ahead and open it? Sure. Yeah, go ahead. Let's open it and see what you got for your birthday. Okay. This is exciting. This is exciting. Do you need oh, your knife? I don't have my knife today. Yeah, you don't have your knife? No, I have this pen though. Yeah, that's fine. Let's just see use if this pen. works. Is that one of those Nancy Pelosi pens? I don't know. No. Maybe. All right. Let's see what's happening. Josh, is, he's man. breaking the tape. Yep, I'm ripping it up. Yeah, I'm rip it, just rip it open. Just do it man style. Oop, there we go. Or maybe not man style. Do you want me to do a man style? you want Hannah maybe to do a man style? Maybe man style, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> what, do I expect from, what do you expect from someone who drives a leaf? He can't uh, even open a box. Beep, beep. There we <laughs> go. Oh, there we go. Perfect. All right, what is, is there the card? Oh, it's a big card. Look it says, at that. Open big gift first. So I should open the card first then, right? No, open the big oh, okay. gift first. That's what it says. Okay. You got wait, the big gift. Does that mean there's more than one gift? Oh, there are two gifts. Wow. Okay, open wow. The, about that. Open the big one first. Fun wrapper. Okay, the open here. the big one first. Opening first. Yeah, just throw the we'll get someone to pick that up later. Me. It'll be me. It'll, oh, be, it'll be Hannah. <laughs> I was gonna volunteer myself, but that's way better. Uh, all right, let's see. What do you got? Here we go. Can you open it a little faster? We still have millennial match game to get. Oh. <laughs> oh look at that! Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it looks like a little RC car. It's a it's a leaf with a with a leaf taped oh, on top of it. Look at my that. <laughs> this is exactly what the other Josh wanted. An electric car. It's all I wanted. It's an electric How car. Perfect and it's was even, that. It's even red. That is so great. You Leslie gotta, always says I look best in red. She want he always wanted an electric vehicle. <laughs> Nicely done. That's did, funny. What's the little? Did she see the little one? It's probably uh, batteries, I have a right? guess, but let's see if my confirmation is correct. Maybe it's batteries. Part two. Oh. Jeez. Maybe there were batteries in the box. Maybe there were, yeah. Huh. Batteries included separately. Why do you take so long to open stuff? He cares about how... I want to, uh, yeah. Because he's trying to, because he's going to recycle all the paper. Exactly. This is nice paper. I mean, I mean, he drives the leaf. There it is. Look at that. Look at that. four double A batteries. Oh, fantastic. To go with my electric leaf. All right, now open the card and open uh, the card. we'll move on with our lives. <laughs> I'm on the edge of my seat. Yeah, are you really It's a are? thick card. This it, might, it might be noisy. Let's hope it's clean. I feel like that card... That it's got she, a chicken. Oh, yeah. A chicken playing the accordion. All right, hit the button. Hit the opening the card. Oh. Oh. You didn't hit the button. I hit the button. Oh, press here. <laughs> it's my birthday. Okay, that's good enough. On Sunday. Yeah, oh, no, no. It said celebrate accordingly. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. That, oh, is, a, that is the best car for you. Oh, my gosh. Look thank you. An electric car and a dad joke and card. a dad joke. That's all I need, too. Leslie, that, oh, and a Starbucks And a Starbucks card. card. Thank what you so this, much, man? Leslie. That is, I appreciate that is amazing. This. I owe Mark a cup or two. Uh, Hannah, when's your birthday? August 18th. All right, Leslie, write that down. <laughs> August 18th. Yeah, August 18th. Uh, thank you so much for that. Thank that's, you, Leslie. Wow, that's uh, that's that's. I now here's the thing. You have everything you that's need. You don't need, need. Yeah. You don't need us to get you anything nope. at all. Nope. I don't oh. have to turn 31 anymore. Fantastic. Fantastic. Uh Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. Dave in Sandalwood. Hi, Dave. How are you? Thanks for calling the Mark K Show. Hey, Mark. I just got two comments I want to share. Okay. Uh, I I remember back in. Uh, the week of uh, Super Tuesday in mm-hmm. 2016, my Aussie friend uh, called me from Metropolitan Sydney, and he said, Dave, you were right. 
Donald Trump did win um, Florida because he thought Marco Rubio would. Really? And then he went on to ask, uh, well, who do you think will be vice president? And I said, uh, Pam Bondi, for several reasons. Uh, she's a beautiful woman who could counter Hillary. Uh, she was an outstanding attorney general here in Florida. And she's a good friend of Donald Trump's. Second comment is, is that the only way I see the Democrats winning 2020 is if this third strong, uh, third party strong candidate from the dark side of the moon comes along and splits the vote just like H. Ross Perot did. Yeah. Don't forget that Bill Clinton only won 45% of the electoral vote in 1992. Yeah. And that's why he became president. So that's the only way that history can change now is if somebody comes from uh, outer space and, um, you know, uh, is a strong third-party candidate. Well, listen, Dave, they, if they come from outer space, they can't run because you have to be born in the United States to be president. Um, so, so aliens are not, uh, they're not eligible. Look, I, the only way I see the Democrats winning 2020 is if I get like really hammered on tequila and pass out and have horrible dreams. Because right now you've got Joe Biden who's embroiled in this huge problem with his son and with Burisma and with the, I mean, he is, he's being mentioned in Donald Trump's impeachment trial almost more than Donald Trump is. And he's losing as a result. Think about this. Think about how tainted Joe Biden's, uh, image is. Joe Biden is one of the few candidates who can actually go to Iowa and campaign because Bernie Sanders, who uh, up until recently was not the front runner, is locked in a chamber listening to these people drone on and on about these ridiculous impeachment hearings. Uh, Elizabeth Warren locked in the same chamber. Amy Klobuchar, they're all none of them can campaign. The only people that are out there campaigning right now in Iowa are Pete Buttigieg and Joe Biden. And Joe Biden should that should that should catapult him into the lead. He should be able to sweep into the Iowa caucus and walk away with it. He sh it should be a lock. But it's not. Every single poll that is coming out of Iowa has Bernie Sanders, who is in Washington, D.C., a week before the Iowa caucus. Bernie Sanders, who has not done one campaign event in the last week and won't be able to do one before the Iowa caucus. Bernie Sanders has such a grassroots mechanism going. Bernie Sanders has so much of a groundswell of support in Iowa that he's going to walk away with this thing. And Joe Biden's the only candidate there. That's how bad a candidate Joe Biden is. So Joe Biden, if he if he somehow squeaks out the nomination, will get trounced by Donald Trump. And if he loses to Bernie Sanders, there's nobody, there's nobody in the mainstream Democratic Party who will allow a communist to be president. There's no way they're going to get he is he Bernie Sanders is a dead man walking if he becomes the nominee. And that's not a joke about his heart. That just means that if he gets the nomination, he, he can he can go through the motions. He can go to the debates, but nobody is going to listen to him say 70 percent tax rate, 70 percent and think that's somebody I want to mark down as uh, my name to my name next to. That's somebody I want to vote for to be president of the United States. I don't want all this money that I make. I don't want I keep 70 percent of my money right now. You know what? I should give away 70 percent and, and just keep the 30. Nobody's going to nobody thinks like that.
Quick break. When we get back, a millennial match game. We've got we've got Hannah here today, so we're going to take advantage of her. We're going to play the millennial. No, no, I mean, we're we're, going to take advantage of you being here and play some millennial match game. If you want to get on the horn and win a Mark K show prize pack, uh, give us a buzz. 855-765-1045. We need two contestants for the millennial match game. It's coming up next on 104.5 WOKV. My name is Mark K. Thanks so much for joining us. I can't believe this show's... We haven't really done anything yet today, and the show's almost over. That's how I feel. Like we got haircuts, we ate wings, and now all of a sudden we have to play Millennial Match Game Elite. Uh, rough day at work. I know, it really is. But anyway, hey, thanks everyone uh, for joining us today. And uh, like I said, we've got, we have got Hannah two days a week now, so uh, since she's our resident millennial, whenever she's here, we like to play something called Millennial Match Game. So ladies and gentlemen, it is time for the Millennial Match Game. Why don't I hear anything? Oh, there, there we, we go. go. All right, now I hear it. Uh, all right, uh, so Millennial Hannah has her... She, look, she made this... Hold it up so everyone can there see. There we go. Oh, there we go. She got all like uh, she got all crafty, all Etsy with the chalkboard and has an official millennial match game chalkboard. So what's going to happen is we'll get two contestants. We'll ask them some questions. There'll be a blank. All they have to do is fill in the blank. And if you match them up, Hannah, they get points. OK, deal. Let's meet our first contestant. It's C. It's Dan from St. John's County. How you doing, Dan? Dan. Oh, hold on. Let me try this. Dan? Yeah. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you loud and clear. Uh, we're going to chalk that up to operator error, Dan. Oh, I get a chalk. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Uh, all right, and you're going to be playing against Seaber today. Hi, Seaber. How are you? Hey, Mark. I'm doing great. Great. Seaber, Dan, uh, here's how this works. I'll read you a clue. There'll be a blank. Now, when you hear me read the clue, do not answer. Your job is not to answer. Hannah's going to write down an answer on her chalkboard, and then uh, what you're going to have to do is match up with her, okay? So just wait till I give you the clue to answer the question. We'll see if you can match up with Millennial Hannah, and if you do, you get a point. Whoever has the most points at the end of the game wins a Mark K. Show prize pack. Everybody got it? Yeah. Got it. All right, perfect. Dan, we're going to start with you. Hannah, listen carefully. Get ready to write. All right. The Trump impeachment trial is so boring. How boring is it? It's so boring that yesterday Rand Paul was caught blanking under his desk. Don't answer yet, Dan. Wait for Hannah to write something. The uh, impeachment trial is so boring. It's so boring that yesterday Rand Paul was caught blanking under his desk. All right, Hannah, show everyone your answer. (laughs) What do you think, Dan? I'll go with sleeping because they're not supposed to have no clothes in there. Yeah, I would have gone with sleeping, too, but that's not what Hannah wrote. Hannah, what did you write? Going to the bathroom. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe he really had to go. Man, you know, it's so bored in here, I think I'm just going to poop under my desk. That's what I did. I said going potty. Wow, okay. All right, there there you go, Dan. Now you know know how Hannah's mind works. It'll make it easier as you... (laughs) As we go on. Uh, Seaver, are you ready for your first one? Yeah. Here we go. Listen carefully. The Bidens are so corrupt. How corrupt are they? They are so corrupt that last year Hunter Biden was paid $2 million by a company just to come to their Christmas party and blank. Don't answer yet, Seaver. Wait for Hannah to write something down. Can you repeat that one more time? Yes, Hunter Biden. They're so corrupt. He was paid $2 million by a company just to come to their Christmas party and blank. Hmm. Are you good? Yeah. Are we good? All right, Zebra, what do you think? Tell jokes. Tell jokes. Hannah? No, that's great, though. What did you write down? Twiddle thumbs. Twiddle thumbs. Ooh. That's more of what his dad does. 
<laughs> it's two little thumbs. Yeah, that's, that's why. Yeah, we're going to go potty under the desk. Yeah, we're going to potty under the desk, right? <laughs> okay, there we go. All right, uh, that store is tied up. Zero, zero. Anybody's ball game. Here we go, Dan. Listen carefully. The other Josh is getting so old. How young is he? He's so old <laughs> that when he blew his nose the other day, all that came out was blank. Don't answer yet. Wait for Hannah to jot down her answer. It's not going to be a crazy one, is it? <laughs> nope. What's the issue? All right. What do you think, Dan? I think cobwebs. Cobwebs. Oh, that's very close. What did you write? Bats. How is that close to cobwebs? <laughs> I feel like there's cobwebs oh, around know, bats. Do you know what a cobweb is? <laughs> <laughs> They're both going addicts. That's worth a half a point. Yeah, that's worth no I points, think, as a matter of fact. I would have given you half a point. But anyway. Uh, all right, Seaver. Here we go. Back to you. Listen carefully. You ready? Yep. The Democrats are so dishonest. How dishonest are they? They're so dishonest that the other day Nancy Pelosi tried to tell reporters that she actually, uh, that she's actually blank. Democrats, they're so dishonest that the other day Nancy Pelosi tried to tell reporters that she's actually blank. Oh, my chalk. <laughs> What's wrong with your chalk? It broke. Oh, well, you bought cheap chalk. Are you done? Yeah. All right. What do you think, Seaburn? Honest. Oh, that's, can I change my answer? <laughs> they're so dishonest. They tried to convince the press that they're honest. What did you write, Diana? Uh, that she tried to convince them that she was 65 years old. Oh, that's a good one, too. Mm. Yeah. I would have said alive or sober. That's a good oh, one, man. too. Yeah. That's a good one, too. Me. All right, Dan, you ready for the next one? I'm ready. Here we go, Dan. Bernie Sanders' campaign team is totally crazy. How crazy are they? They're so are crazy they? that in a new Project Veritas video, one Bernie staffer said that if Donald Trump wins the election, he will personally light blank on fire. They're so crazy, those Bernie Sanders staffers. One guy said, hey, if, uh, if Donald Trump wins the election, I will personally light blank on fire. What do you think, Dan? I'd say light the White House on fire. Light the White House Ooh. on fire. What'd you write, Hannah? I'm sorry. I wrote cities. All right. Well, city. Well, the White House isn't a city, so we'll give you that one. Also, apparently, apparently, Dan, you get a point. Apparently, Sieber hung up. Or maybe it was okay. operator error again. <laughs> I don't know which one it was. But that's okay. Hey, it's okay. Uh, with a score of one nothing, and because you're the only contestant remaining, congratulations, you win. Hang on one second, Dan. We're going to hook you up. Everybody else, uh, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks again to Will Todd from Will Todd Barbershop. We appreciate him coming in. Uh, thanks to Sonny's for the wings. Stay tuned, everybody. Traffic, weather, news, the Rush Limbaugh show, it's all on the way. And be sure to join us tomorrow at 10 a.m. for Whatever You Want Wednesday. You get to talk about whatever you want. Want to leave us an open mic? Want to get a jump on it? Do it anytime between now and tomorrow at 10 a.m. We'll get it on the air, and we'll feature you for Whatever You Want Wednesday tomorrow on the Marque Show. See ya. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.